the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We talk a fair amount on this show, the Bruce Hooley Show, about politics, and we talk some about faith, where those two things intersect, will play into the Senate race in the state of Ohio. One candidate who, according to most media reports, leads in the polling right now, is making it a cornerstone of his campaign. It will certainly be a part of the candidates forum, the American Leadership Forum. October the 24th at Genoa and Westerville. We at 989 The Answer are co-sponsors of that along with the Center for Christian Virtue. So I'd be curious today if you'd do me the favor of your input to let me know how you decide who you vote for. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Uh, Josh Mandel is the candidate who has come on this show and said that he is building his campaign around appearance in churches. Uh, I've gone to the church that I worship in for... I don't know exactly how many years. I'm going to say seven, eight, maybe. If you've never had a political candidate appear, I don't really think I want a political candidate to appear. But that's kind of common in some churches. I'd be curious to know how you feel about that, how you feel about uh, the importance of a candidate's individual faith, their ability to articulate it, and all those things. As the show unfolds today, we will discuss that more. Hey, kids. And I do mean kids, 12 to 25. Uh, Grandpa Mike DeWine is back with another vaccine incentive for you. Yes, announced yesterday. Uh, Vaximillion, no longer in uh, operation. But uh, Mike has found more COVID relief money lying around the governor's mansion. And he has packaged it up into 55 special presents. Five big ones and uh, 50 smaller ones. Five $100,000 scholarships and 50 $10,000 scholarships. This is aimed at getting more kids vaccinated. Um, You'll go into a database. Your name, if you're lucky, will be drawn. And you will have a nice chunk of money toward your education. It is sad, (laughs) but true. Can you get a four-year education anywhere in the state of Ohio for $100,000? Is that possible? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say not possible, which, yeah, as the father of three likely college-bound daughters is not something I want to think about if I want to have a cheerful Friday. Uh, take us with you wherever you go, the iHeartTuneInRadio.com apps. The Answer app, search 989FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Yes, so I heard some discussion 
uh, on some local programming yesterday about the Vax to School. That's what we're calling this one. Vax to School contest. And a local news anchor opined that she was glad this was coming back because it it was fun. It made COVID fun. It was kind of fun, she said, to every week learn the backstory of the lucky person who got the million-dollar bonanza from Governor DeWine. And Mike and Fran would show up with, I don't know, a crock of vegetable soup or a piece of Fran's apple pie and a million-dollar check. And it was, it, was, it was fun in the eyes of this anchor. And uh, I didn't think it was fun. I thought it was a waste of money. And I'm looking at this, and another uh, partner uh, on this conversation that I witnessed was saying that this incentive is dangled at the parents, that the parents will be looking at this and go, hey, hey, if I send Junior down to the clinic for the jab, maybe Junior will get lucky and get one of those five big $100,000 scholarships or get one of those fifty ten thousand $10,000 scholarships. A $10,000 scholarship to attend college. Now, I'm not I'm not saying that this is like a, a six-inch bass, one that you'd throw back. No, you'd take the 10 grand. What would the 10 grand get you at most four-year institutions of higher learning in the state of Ohio? Would it pay for half? A year? Aaron, do you think a $10,000 check from the government would cover a semester at Ohio State? All expenses? All expenses. 10000 Otterbein, Ohio Wesleyan? No. I don't think so either. Maybe the room. Maybe the room. Maybe. Should I throw this out to indicate what a dinosaur I am? I remember exactly what my bill was for my first fall quarter at Ohio State, my academic fees and my room and board. Would you, li- would, you li- would you like to take a guess, Aaron? Academic fees, full course load, fall of 1978. Academic only. $1,400. Three, three quarters in an academic year, okay? 1400 You are astronomically high $283 wow $283 now room and board in the lovely moral tower case we're immoral tower room and board food in the dining hall not that it was worth eating but room and board and food three meals a day for a quarter at Ohio State fall of 1978 and it's a, just a portion of that two hundred. It no, it's more than that because it costs more to live than it did to go to school there. Five hundred. Five sixty nine. Five sixty nine. Now, sounding like the grumpy old man Dana Carvey on Saturday Night Live. In my day, ten thousand dollars would have just about covered a four year education. You talk about inflation. That's crazy. But. But the opinion of these people chatting about this yesterday was that this will incentivize parents to send their kids down and get the vaccine. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Really? Really, will it? Like, I have no interest, none, zero, zip, nada, in my daughters getting the vaccine. Why? Because, you know me, I'm Mr. Science. (laughs) Kids are among the least threatened by COVID and sadly among the most impacted by side effects of the vaccine. So Mike DeWine is trying to buy your interest in a vaccine with more COVID grand prizes. Uh, Will this work? Do you think it's fun? Do you think that the conversations that they were having about this being fun and incentivizing parents are as silly as I do? Uh, 844-TALK-989. Speaking of Ohio State, shots were fired outside a house party near campus early this morning. Reports are that a group of men attempted to enter a house party and were asked to leave. They didn't appreciate being asked to leave. So they came back in a black vehicle in front of the house, pulled up, started firing multiple shots before driving away. Columbus police are investigating. The home was near Tuller Street and Woodruff Avenue, 120 a.m. Campus is becoming an increasingly dangerous place. And... Given the escalation of the murder numbers in Columbus and the escalation of violence on campus, I certainly hope that we do not have those two things resulting in a young person on campus losing their life. But you know what? We have young people of college age losing their life every single day in Linden and in the Hilltop. And that is no less tragic. A young life snuffed out by violence is always Always an epic tragedy. Now, big news in the entertainment and news world, more entertainment than news, even though his program is news. Chris Cuomo uh, is the subject of a story in the New York Times today. I dare say it is a story he does not want to be the subject of. But given the stories that were written and told about his governor brother, Andrew Cuomo, I don't think you'll be surprised when I give you the details on what the New York Times is publishing today about Chris Cuomo. I'll tell you that next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Get your tickets to the American Leadership Forum, a night with the candidates for the Republican Senate nomination. Uh, Tim Ryan, the screamer from uh, the Youngstown area, is invited, too. He's the uh, perceived favorite on the Democratic side. Hugh Hewitt, who will moderate the October 24th event at Genoa in Westerville, says he knows Tim Ryan and he's going to invite Tim Ryan. Well, I don't know if Tim Ryan will come, but we do know that Matt Dolan, the state senator, will be coming. Uh, Matt Dolan pushes to, what is it, seven now Republican candidates? Let me count them up. Jane Timken, J.D. Vance, Bernie Moreno, Josh Mandel, Mike Gibbons, Matt Dolan. Did I leave somebody out, Aaron? Did I get them all? All six. No, six. Six. Okay, we got six. So one little tiny change. I've been telling you, and I think this was the original intent of the evening, that the candidates would be on stage for a one-on-one with Hugh Hewitt. I may have assumed that that meant they were going to be on stage with Hugh, Hugh Hewitt alone. 
They will have a one-on-one with Hugh Hewitt, each one, but the other candidates will be seated there watching them, listening to them, which makes it even more interesting, which makes it an even more incumbent call upon you to be in the room to watch. Do you think you'll see anyone do that move where another person starts talking, you start shaking your head no, and you start writing things down? Oh, yes. You're just like, oh, no, 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 no. You just start writing. Yeah, they'll roll their eyes, roll their head around. I think Mandel's body language will be the most active. He seems to me to be a guy who believes he can play the room and gain support. I wonder, will Hugh Hewitt have to tell anybody, no, no, not your time, can't interrupt. I say yes. I say yes. So then they'll all have a discussion. Aaron Bear of Center for Christian Virtue will come. He will join at the end. And they'll have, now am I right on this, Aaron? At the end, they'll have some kind of a give and take with everybody able to jump in. and Right. Okay. That's when it'll get really good. So the night runs from 7 to 9. It's a Sunday evening. Uh, your football games will be all over. No reason why you shouldn't be there at Genoa. Get your tickets at 989theanswer.com. 989theanswer.com. Oh, I don't know if Chris Cuomo will have a job to be moderating discussions such as this. The CNN anchor, mm, the Apple and the Cuomo family, appears not to have fallen too far from his sexual molestation ousted governor brother, Andrew. A New York Times story today, a guest essay written by former ABC News executive producer Shelley Ross, outlines an incident where Cuomo, who, by the way, was running interference for his brother during the sexual harassment scandal, uh, walked up to her at a party in 2005, walked over to her, hugged her, and then reached down and grabbed her rear end. Uh, Now, what makes this a little bit more problematic for Cuomo is that He said to her at the time, I can do this now that you're no longer my boss. Uh, She said, no, you cannot. And then he emailed her and apologized. Here's what the email says, according to her. Though my hearty greeting was a function of being glad to see you, uh, Christian Slater, a celebrity, got arrested for a kind of similar act. Unlike, un, although born of alleged negative intent, unlike my own. As a husband, I can empathize with not liking to see my wife padded as such. So he admitted it in an email to her, and she saved the email. Now, what has precipitated her coming forward at this time, I do not know. But perhaps it is that she's offended by his continual statements that I take this very seriously. I have a super serious. Everybody knows I take this seriously. I'm so serious. Um, Maybe she doesn't think that he takes it seriously enough. And so now she is going to bring out the goods that she has on him. And we will see if this... uh, I I would not think this would lead to anything happening at CNN. Uh, If they really cared about this kind of thing, they would have taken him off the air for... um, lying about his brother, for not covering his brother, for pleading, oh, I can't talk about my brother. He could have his brother on when COVID made his brother a star. He couldn't have his brother on when his brother was the subject of a sexual harassment investigation. So we'll see. Uh, The big news in government continues to be the border, the border strategy 
on the Democratic side. It's a crisis to you and I. Warning, there will be math with this story. You've heard, of course, the number of Haitian migrants at the border. 15,000. 15,000 at its apex on Saturday. This, according to Alejandro Mayorkas, the president, or not the president, the uh, chief of Homeland Security. Now, in in recent days, many people have been asking Mayorkas to give an account of how many people are there, how many have been returned to Haiti, how many have been taken into custody, how many have been released into the U.S. And Mayorkas, as he did with Ron Johnson the other day, says, oh, I'd be happy to get you that number. Well, I'm asking for it now. I'd like it now. Well, I don't have it right now. Now, they have it. They just know that the headlines will not be flattering if they release it. And so they continue to stonewall. And Mayorkas was on CNN last night, and he tried to stonewall Wolf Blitzer. I don't have the audio, but Blitzer said, what's the situation right now? I understand the Department of Homeland Security says 1,400 Haitians have been deported. How many have actually been released here into the U.S.? And Mayorkas says, Wolf, we have indeed removed approximately 1,400 people from the Del Rio sector. We accumulate our statistics on a monthly basis. And, of course, we'll publish those as well. The individuals who we release and place into immigration enforcement proceedings are those, for example, with acute medical conditions, specific vulnerabilities, or if our operational capacity so dictates. In other words, but no number. Peter Ducey of the comedy team Ducey and Saki uh, tried to get answers out of the presidential truth masseuse on this same topic. About the numbers that you gave and the math. So there are 15,000 migrants under the Del Rio Bridge Saturday. If you add up the ones that you say were expelled or released, it's less than 5,000. Say there's 5,000 that are still left. Where's everybody else? I, I'm happy to get you a more uh, fruitful rundown for you if, you, if if helpful, from the Department of Homeland Security. I'm happy to get it for you. I just don't have it now. And don't hold your breath because you'll end up a nice shade of blue. Yes, there were 15,000. They've returned 1,400. I'm just doing the math real quick in my head here. At least 13,500. 3,200 are in the custody of Customs and Border Protection. So that leaves 10,300. 3,881 remain under the bridge. So let's say 4,000. That leaves 6,000 Haitian migrants unaccounted for. Coming soon to a welfare office near you. Our number is 844-TALK-989. Cindy has called it, and she is now on the Bruce Woolley Show. Hi, Cindy. Hi. Hi, Cindy. How was your Friday? Hi there. It's pretty good. Good. It's my day off, so Excellent. I get to listen all day. Good for you. <laughs> what can I do for um, you today? What's on your mind? Well, you had um, mentioned earlier about um, political candidates coming to your church. Yes, and uh, not to my church, to churches. And I wondered, you know, is that a is that a good strategy? Would you like that? How do you decide who you vote for? Um, I think I would like that. I think um, before um, when I would go on different websites, their websites, looking to find out what their views were on certain topics, that information is kind of hard to find. You really, you know, you have to go and and look to see maybe how they voted on different issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
if they're bringing that to a like-minded group of people, and I will assume that, you know, if we're all Christians, we Mm -hmm. have certain views on different topics, it's an easier way to find out what their views are on that topic. And um, when I'm getting ready to go to polls, I like to know, you know, ahead of time who sees what in a certain way. Well, I do too. Hang on on one second. I, I agree with you on that. And I think if they talk about their faith, that would help me as a voter. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.